Welcome, everybody, to the Business League Podcast, Episode 11. This is your Commissioner, Adam. And it's John Baker here. You already know who picked the intro song today. We waited long enough to hear that song, I guess, again this season. You're damn right. (laughs) Additionally, joining me and John today, we have a special guest star. Who do we got out there? Hello, Business League world. It is your, for the meantime, reigning champion. But not for much longer. <laughs> Survey Express, it's Zach. What's up? <laughs> Welcome, Mr. Ringle, to the Business League podcast. Uh, Happy not- to have you, brother. Hey, at, at five and five, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't sleep on your chances there, man. It wasn't looking good for a couple of weeks, but you're charging right back into it. Uh, a little, little, uh, little explosion this week. We'll see where it leads us going forward here, especially with these uh, wild and wacky trades that went down. We have to get into that sooner than later. Well, yeah, we don't get to talk about trade deadline much, and it was a little more exciting of a trade deadline than I had expected, actually. Uh, why don't we Why don't we start off the podcast reviewing some of those trades? Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I the, the second I started seeing all these trades come through the wire, I immediately messaged Schneider. I was like, "Look, I got to get on here because this is just insanity." Honestly, I think it's the craziest uh, like week in business league history, and I was like, "I got to do this." This is this is awesome, and I want to get in on it. Good stuff. Yeah, we had a lot going on. I think you know, with Adam in Atlantic City this past weekend, I had multiple text messages coming my way um, just to monitor the status of trades and make sure things were going through. And it was a pretty busy deadline, if I could say so myself. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean more on you guys since I know both of you completed trades during the trade deadline, and this guy, while I tried to make some trades happen, uh. It, wasn't happening for me, <laughs> um, but I've, I've got these trades loaded. I don't know how you guys want to go in any order. I know, uh, Zach, you reached out and said you had done some grading on these trades. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I want to hear what he has to say. I uh, Yeah, um, I just went in the order that they were processed other than uh, one outstanding trade. Uh, and we can finish off with that one because that's, uh, that's going to be the grand finale. And that's the one that uh, – was in and out and in and out. Uh, you know, I think I've seen uh, something going in and out more times in some adult films. But Whoa! I mean, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well I'll, I'll, play, I'll play MC here on my list because I, I have the first trade that got processed being the annual cake and moratio trade, as we call it, <laughs> become known. Has this become a multi-year thing now? I believe this has been three years in a row where these these two teams have gotten together around the trade deadline and, and made some Ooh. magic happen. We might have to start putting together some Tableau data to see uh, how this correlates to team performance. Uh, maybe identify if the league office needs to intervene. Well, this was the first this was the first year that it seemed to be a higher pick going to Mr. Mauricio's side rather than Mr. Cake's side. So. Okay. Uh, so we had this trade. We had a Drew Brees and a 10th round pick going to Mr. Cake in return for Jacoby Brissett and a fourth round pick. Just a reminder oh. for everyone with these uh, pick numbers. Oh. Uh, anything that you, any pick number you see, take two away from that. And that'll be the, the true pick number with our uh, two rounds of keepers. So you already faked me out. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no any of the any of these tri- tri- round numbers you just take two away 
and that's the- and that's because rounds one and two represent our keepers technically in the draft. That is correct. That's how we had a number one overall pick, Sterling Shepard, this year. Yes, lighting the world on fire. I'll say, pretty quality selection. <laughs> not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, so, what, what do you guys think about this trade? Uh, all right, I'll kick it off here. Um, all right, so I basically leaned uh, somewhat strongly in favor of Marascio in this one. I gave it a B plus, mainly because I'm not as high on Drew Brees as a fantasy quarterback as maybe some other players are. Um, I just know that usually going down the stretch in seasons, um, you usually lean more on the running game. You know, leading into the playoffs, especially with him coming off an injury. I think we saw some of that come to fruition this past week, um, where it's going to be just a lot of short passes and a lot of running game. Um, that as well, I would say the schedule in terms of, you know, favorability, I think it's pretty even between the two quarterbacks. And uh, I think just – I just don't think – I think there's, you know, obviously Breeze is, you know, ahead of Brissett, but I don't think it's worth enough, you know, for the, the, the picks that were swapped. So I favored uh, Marascio in this one. You know, I just look at this one in terms of uh, mostly roster construction. You know, I can see that Cake was looking to make a trade up to make his team more competitive down the stretch and Marasha looking to sell to look forward till next year. And looking at Cake's team, I see his quarterback situation as, you know, flip-flopping between if he didn't make the trade, Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Mayfield. I mean, Phillip Rivers showed us on Thursday why uh, he could be a giant liability down the stretch. And we've had an entire season of Baker Mayfield's uh, up and down performances too. So um, I thought that kind of made sense for Cake trying to find maybe a more consistent option in a in a better scoring offense. And then for Marascio, I mean, he's got Danny Dimes sitting on his bench. Maybe it's going to be one of his keepers. Who knows? But um, I, know, I, I think it makes sense when I when I look at the the teams and how it played out. Yeah, I think certainly. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to jump in and say, I you know, I thought it made sense for both teams. I thought I was I was on the side. I didn't really think, you know, Cake already had three quarterbacks on the roster. I think he probably could have made some some magic happen with those with those guys already. It was a little bit high pick compensation, and maybe I just feel a little like, you know, I could have maybe sent one of my quarterbacks and would have been happy to get a fourth round pick back for either of them. So maybe a little sour grapes on my yeah. side, but I I would say yeah, the pick value wise, I think Marascio comes out a little bit ahead for a lot of what you guys said as well. You can't really weigh in on that officially until we see what that pick is, right? <laughs> see how that guy does next year. This is true. So uh, my next one that we had processed actually at the same time, but this one was uh, after on the list. Uh, we had, again, hanging with Mr. Cooper, sending Julio Jones and a 11th round pick to our own Mr. Baker. Uh who sent over a first-round pick in Eric Ebron. Oh, man. I'm, that one really shit on me this week. I was hoping it was going to boost me up to beat Gulo, and I got my ass whooped. <laughs> well, it's only one week, John. You know, things can happen there down there in Atlanta. Yeah, it's all good. Um, you know, I thought that Julio would be a potentially viable keeper option. I remember calling you before I – 
accepted the trade offer from Marascio. Um, just to gauge what the keeper value would be for next year, I think it's something like 30 bucks because Julio's been a keeper for a long time. But, you know, he's one of the best receivers in the league. And based on Atlanta's offense this week, I mean, even though they, they beat the Saints and it wasn't a great week for Julio, however, their offense just saw two key players get injured in what looks to be multi-week injuries for both guys in Devonta Freeman and Austin Hooper negatively impacting my team, but it should likely result in better fantasy production for Julio. Um, But he's a guy that I, you know, I made that trade. I I sent over that first round pick with a decent thought in my mind that he's going to be a strong consideration to keep for next year, regardless of the price. Yeah, I would agree. What, What were your thoughts on this one, Mr. Ringel? All right. Just to clear up from before, I just want to get the grades all out there. Uh, I gave Cake a C for his trade. I gave Coop, uh, hang on, Mr. Cooper, a B plus on that first trade. For this trade here, um, once again, I gave a slight advantage to uh, Mr. Marascio. Um, one of the things I absolutely noted down was I know that Julio Jones has a monster contract in this league, and that it's becoming, it's getting to a point where even for someone who's such a stud like he is. You know, to take up such a huge chunk of a fantasy budget, it's a really big investment along with that top pick. Um, Solid, you know, solid value, I think, for, you know, Marascio. Maybe could have got, you know, maybe a little bit better piece back. Ebron kind of just half of a really good tight end. Him and Jack Doyle maybe can merge and become one great tight end. But uh, the one last note. (laughs) Um, just uh, because the Falcon season's kind of in the tank, even though they did win this week, it's possible that if Julio Jones gets nicked up, they could just shut him down, which would, uh, you know, obviously be a huge uh, disaster for, I would think. That would be the worst. No. So I ended up giving, uh, I gave you Mr. Baker, I gave you a B minus, and I gave Marascio a B plus on this one. Yeah, I can't argue there, Zach. I, I was. Um, hoping that maybe I could have talked Marascio into maybe accepting um, a second round pick from me. I think if I tried to go for a third, there was no no way he was having it. But um, with the deadline approaching and me really looking to get a win that never came for this week, uh, you know, I went in the favor that he was he was looking to go, and man, it didn't work out. But I'm happy to have him down the stretch. He's one of the best receivers in the league. And we'll just see how it goes, I suppose. Yeah, I think this one. T- I think your your grade takes a look. At this one, obviously, if if Julio ends up leading you into the playoffs and you make a run, then it's, obviously it's worth it. Uh, it. It brings me back to, I made a trade last year in my other league where I, at the trade deadline, set my first round pick this year for Antonio Brown to shore up my uh, wide receiver position. I was looking at it. I had, you know. I'm like, wait, geez, my keepers are going to be Todd Gurley and Antonio Brown. I've got a top running back and a top receiver. Well, I didn't end up keeping any of them, but Antonio Brown's uh, performance in the championship week last year did drive me to the cha- to the championship. So I'll, I'll never say it was. I'll never yep. say I regret it for that. You know, cashing that check makes it all worth it. So yeah, that that keeper decision is another decision for another day. Uh, you know, I. I made the trade knowing what it might cost me down the road, but ultimately I was trying to put a guy in the roster that's going to help me down the stretch. So it's going to be – I'll be in need of a big week from Julio against Pete (laughs) to try and grab a win in week 11. (laughs) 
Uh, and I was going to say, if, if you can get Hilton back, I don't know what his deal is right now, but him, Adams, and Julio Jones is one hell of a receiving core. It makes, certainly makes me jealous looking at my uh, you know wet toilet paper of a receiving core. Yeah, well, that was my draft strategy to start the year when I went with um, you know Adams, Hilton, and Antonio Brown, and that quite, quite hasn't panned out as I hoped. Yikes. <laughs> maybe we can maybe we can finish strong with that receiver core. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up on we have a trade involving Cerveza Express on the list. Uh, this being Leonard Fournette and a round eight pick from it looks like Mr. Gula's round eight pick going to trust the process and Kenny Stills and a second round pick going over to Mr. Ringle. Yeah, this was an interesting trade. Um, I had been sending out some trade offers around the league to a few different players. One of them was Carl over at Trusted Process. It wasn't for Leonard Fournette. We were, I had a completely different offer on the table, and he countered you know, looking at the running back position, which, frankly, it confused me slightly, but in regards to a trade, just because I thought – I think his running back core is was pretty strong. So to go and bolster it forward, you know, certainly was interesting. Uh, but I was interested in the trade mainly because I, you know, my team is all right. You know, Cork is kind of running away with it. I wanted to give myself at least a little piece, a leg up for next year, uh, just because I didn't have super high hopes for where this season was going. Um, but uh, I did actually like the Kenny Stills piece just because if Will Fuller's out, I do think he's a viable uh, option in uh, Houston's offense. Maybe that upgrades that wet toilet paper situation a little bit. Maybe a little, just a, maybe just damp. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I feel a little bit of sour grapes on uh, Leonard Fournette here because I had him in the last couple of years. I believe I had him two years ago, kept him into last year, and he was somewhat of a turd for me. So to see his resurgence bums me out a little bit. But I think this is a good trade for you, Zach. I mean, you're sitting at five and five. Stacked up a nice pick for next season, and you're still in contention here. So, a good move. I appreciate it. And I so in, in just uh, a couple of notes gave I gave myself favorably <laughs> an A minus. I gave Carl. Oh. oh yeah, I gave Carl a B. Um, basically, my thoughts on Leonard Fournette. Uh, he doesn't score touchdowns ever, and it's incredibly frustrating. Uh, you know, it was driving me crazy all season. He put up good numbers. He just – it was zero TDs every week. Uh, Do you think that's going to change with the return of Nick Foles? I don't. I think it's okay. mix of one half a dozen of another with him and Minshew. I think, uh, you know, I think that team is kind of – is where it is. Um, I just don't – I just don't think Leonard Fournette – Leonard Fournette is uh, kind of like a worse <laughs> Derrick Henry, which isn't great. Clearly, <laughs> um, but he just uh, like Garrett Henry like really gets you know going. I think Leonard Fournette has like seventy five speed. It's it's not great, um, but uh, I do think. Uh, I mean, the one negative I have for myself, I think I might have been able to get away with not giving away even like a eighth round pick. You know, in return, I think I might have been able to go a little lower even, but ultimately, I, I think it was worth. Yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. I I thought it was a good trade for both sides, honestly. Um, I find it a little weird. You're the only one that you've given an A an A minus to yet, but uh, we'll see. There's a couple more. 
I went, I went, there's one other trade where they Alrighty. got the highest grade. This I can't wait to hear. Uh, going back now, we have another Unreal. trade with Mr. Baker's squad. Uh, this one with you acquiring Tevin Coleman and a 12th round pick, giving up your ninth round pick with Dak Dynasty. Boom, boom. Yes, sir. Um, Tevin Coleman was a guy that I thought – um, after his big week a couple weeks ago, it could be an asset down the stretch for me. I wasn't anticipating a Devonta Freeman injury, so Coleman becomes much more essential personnel at this point. But, you know, it was a trade I made with, you know, Fami was reaching out to the entire league, looking to make moves to the deadline, looking forward to next season. So we were talking over the past couple of days before the deadline. And, um, you know, this is a trade I thought was going to be a bench bolstering move, but is now looking like one that's going to, uh, forward my acquisition into my starting lineup for a week or yeah, two here it's we'll a, see it's a, he's a nice piece you never know with that backfield in san francisco who's each on a weekly basis who's going to be the guy it's a little yeah well Breida just yeah, got hurt Brady again so hurt, i think I mean, coleman's value bumps up a little bit back and play it was what it seems <laughs> just trying to be i don't a, want to think about reality right there now. but uh what do we think what do we think on this one mr ringle I understand. I actually really like this trade for you, Baker. Um, nice. I thought it was really favorable. I know the stakes are, are lower than some of the other trades, um, but I actually really like the pickup, um, especially considering now that DeFront Freeman is a little banged up and uh, Matt Breida also banged up, one of the notes I had here. Uh, I mean, Tevin Coleman, he catches passes, always a big thing. Also, you know, that San Francisco backfield is, you know, whoever's not hurt, it gets the touches. And so he could certainly be that guy. Um, I gave you a B plus. I gave Dak a C minus. I didn't really get the trade. Um, I understand he's trying to dump pieces for picks for next year, but it's kind of like a low picks deal. I like the the, the picks themselves, but you know, kind of getting to that late, it's it's not so much of a big deal. I did see one of the things I noted is this trade. I don't know if it was just an error. Uh, either you know in Yahoo or it just didn't go through right. But I saw that the, at one point it was going to be a seventh round pick. I, I don't know what was going on there. Um, if you yep. either of you want to clarify what happened there, yeah, absolutely. So the the communication between myself and Andrew was um, when we were texting about this trade was that it was going to be I proposed it as me sending him um, a ninth. Mm-hmm. So when I sent that over, he said it sounded good. And he proposed it as an act like ninth, as he did in the system, which from what we said before was technically a seventh in the draft because of the first two rounds being the keepers. Yeah. And in my haste, I had a busy afternoon with obligations on Saturday. I just accepted his trade once he sent it over because I was busy. And then once it happened, I looked at it and I was like, oh, shit. And I texted him back and I said, hey, when I said ninth, I meant actual ninth, not ninth being the seventh. And uh, long story short is that we agreed that it was going to actually be the actual ninth round of the draft. So that's why you saw it reprocessed, reflecting Got the eleventh. Got it. And I, I actually thought that first pick, the the original trade that was processed, that was vetoed. I think was certainly it made a lot more sense for him. I think at certain point, like in the rounds where you're moving up two two late rounds or three late rounds, I think even even though you're tanking, like. I just, I just don't think it's worth it at that point. Um, I was surprised. Um, so 
Uh, I certainly trade, you know, he's got some other deals here. I certainly like uh, some of those a lot more. This one I just didn't really get. Yeah, fair enough. Sure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a liberty and say that the the big the big trade that you weren't talking about was not the uh, exchange of Dak Prescott and a 13th round pick for a seventh round pick between Mr. Karch and Dak Dynasty. It, it, it wasn't, no. <laughs> um, we can get into that here, I guess. It's, uh, I honestly thought, um, you know, it was uh, – at first it kind of struck me as like a little too much for Dak Prescott. But then I really looked into his numbers. He surprised me. He's put up some big weeks and has been very consistent outside of, I think, one stinker somewhere. I forget where it was. But, yeah, he, his numbers have been really good. And uh, I think it ended up being a, a pretty good deal. Uh, for Karch, um, I do think the quarterback position once, uh, and I think we, we touched on this a little bit with the the Breeze for Brissett trade. So once we start to delve down to that lower, you know, tier of the starters, eighth, ninth, tenth, you know, guys, lower, lower number one quarterbacks, it's, it's, you know, you, I think it's, it gets to a point where it may just be more valuable to try to just, you know, play the waiver waiver wire roulette and just try yeah, to. I think try it, to I think it covers it we, We've talked, I know, in the last couple of weeks of the podcast, when we looked at Pete's team. There's not much else to say, but you can look at his quarterback and say, like, after he dropped Jameis, he's kind of had bad luck playing that waiver wire roulette. I guess he's figured at this point he's got such a complete team. Why not pick up a, a consistent stud like Dak Prescott? And uh, a little worried uh, as a Cowboys fan, the, sch- the schedule. The schedule does no favors for Dak going into uh, – he doesn't have the, the most promising playoff schedule um, other than title weeks. So, so. And I did absolutely note that here. Tough schedule down the stretch. Um, you know, he's put up some big weeks here, but, you know, you know, we're trading to go look forward, not look backwards. And so if you're seeing that schedule going down the stretch, you know, you might not get those big 25-point week productions. Might be more in the mid-teens, and uh, that's why I think Dak Dynasty here got a got the best of this one. B plus on the grade, solid value. I think a nice mid-round pick just for the last you know last pick in the you know draft, last round pick. Um, so I gave Karcha a C plus. Uh, I think it was fine, and certainly you know ensuring a need, you know, really solidifying that position on already you know dominant team. Uh, And that brings us to, I guess, what you would call the blockbuster trade. Uh, Yeah, and I've I've got to, you know, this this was this trade the mega trade, and I had a lot of a lot of back and forth with these two managers, and and half of it was because I was in Atlantic City, and for whatever reason, didn't bring my iPad or anything. I just had my phone with me, so I had to do all this stuff just using the app, which was extremely frustrating. But um, no, so. The original, I guess, is this when the one that was meant to go through this for trade, this week, they had figured out that they would accept it right after the Oakland game started. Being that since there was an Oakland player involved, the trade automatically would not process until the following week. Both teams had agreed they didn't they didn't want it to take effect until week eleven. That wasn't the case in Yahoo unless the player was actually started in the starting lineup. So that's where I guess it would have left Carl without a running back for this week. Um, I don't know whether it was bi-week situations. So I was like, all right, like I'll, you know, I'll cancel it. Just put it back through. And then when I was pushing through the other trades to make sure they went through, it was, I don't know, 1030 at night or whatever. And I was just slapped. I slapped except without even thinking about it. 
And then uh, Yahoo gives you no option to actually truly just reverse a trade. So I told these guys that I would just manually go in, flop the players so that they could use them, and then reverse it once the week was over. So the picks are already over there, and now the players are. So. Man, I'm looking forward to seeing an update on the um... – list of draft picks for next year now that the deadline yeah, is passed. Yeah, I'll, I'll have that. Been so, that this has been like a really email, good uh, deadline. Eventually. I don't know if I'll get to that this week, but next week at the latest we'll have that. It'll be interesting to see how things shake up for everyone. So I do know we had a couple other trades that went through a little bit earlier in the uh, in the process. Hmm. Yeah, I actually had one of those. Uh, hey, I didn't go through those. I figured we had enough on our plate here with uh, everything that happened this past yeah, week. Yeah, definitely. You know, it, you know um, bygones be bygones. But yeah, so that was, my, that was my own mayor sure on that whole trade situation. And I felt really good. I actually, once I, I didn't even realize when I was in Atlantic City this weekend that uh, Carl and Fami were playing each other. So I felt okay about that. Like there was, there was no shenanigans. Like they were going up against each other. So... Um, but yeah, it was not, it was not fun go scrolling through the phone yeah. individually by each one of these players going through it, uh, re-added, deleting and re-adding them. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts. I'll, I'll turn the floor over who, yeah, who I wants got first you. crack at it. Mr. Baker. At this tree? Oh, Zach, go ahead. No, buddy. no, 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 no. Mr. Baker, please, please lead off. Cause I, I want to, I got, I got a, uh, multiple, uh, facets of this trade and, and the structure of this trade. I, I got a lot. So you go ahead, get your get your get your time in, because I, I got a lot here. I don't got much to say outside of I thought that Carl got fleeced. I think that Carl made a bad trade here. I think he got a couple guys that um, look like they can help the team, but it, down the stretch of the fantasy season, given their current situations on their teams, aren't going to be super effective. I know Diggs has had a couple of good weeks. And I think we've seen more recently that um, how he can let you down. James Conner, a guy who's been frequently hurt. Oh, my God, the number of different injuries he had, he's had, um, you know, it's something to keep an eye on. And the Steelers' offense in general without Big Ben hasn't been solid. And uh, Stafford, who knows what this back thing is going to turn into. So I think he might have given up a lot for what he's going to get. And that's pretty much all I got. All right. So, chapter one. <laughs> chapter one. All right. <laughs> I'm going to start with just the trade itself. Uh, yeah, I'm going to lean into the. First of all, I'm going to lead off saying clearly I'm not the world's greatest fantasy player, but I'm going to house Carl on this one because this was a train wreck, a flaming dumpster garbage fire of a trade. I don't know how. Here we go. Frankly, this, and I'll get into it later, but this should have been vetoed on multiple fronts because this is so lopsided. It's ridiculous. I gave Carl an F. This trade stunk. Uh, James Conner for Singletary. Carl's supposed to be upgrading. Uh, why is he trading for a hurt James Conner when uh, Jalen Samuels is going to be splitting carries with an injured James Conner? Singletary is coming on as the Bills lead back. Uh, Matt Stafford for Kirk Cousins, even before the injury, that was a wash. I mean, those guys are the same player, basically. Uh, and then he basically traded a first-round pick for Stephon Diggs, who has uh, been really underwhelming, to say the least. 
I I don't get it. It is just I just think he was in such a zone where he came on, he was scoring a lot of points, having bad luck early in the year, and uh, finally got on a win streak, had an opportunity, or at least he thought he had an opportunity to bolster his team, and just saw a big trade with a lot of names and just went for it. And yep. I think he got fleeced. I think that dynasty. This is going to set him up next year. Huge that first round pick, another mid, another fifth round pick. I mean, just just insane. Uh, and then even even just just like the cherry on the you know on the shit Sunday that this trade was, it, he ended up dropping like a couple of other guys who you know they're not you know world beaters, but they're certainly guys that you know shouldn't be being cut in the middle of a, a playoff chase. And I, I just it just insane. Uh, that this, frankly, if I had an option, I would have vetoed it because this is just ludicrous. Um, but going even forward with that, I don't think this trade should have ever been allowed to begin with. The trade deadline is a deadline. It's not we're going to make a trade and then process it, you know, whenever we want it. You know, it's not like I'm going to submit my income taxes and, uh, you know, I'll do it on May 2nd. But I'm letting you know now. Like, that's not how it works. The deadline is the deadline. You're going to put a trade in. It needs to get processed. Like, I, this whole, oh, we had a trade, but we want to do it later. That's ah, a bunch of bullshit. I, I don't know. It's it, – well, I, I mean, don't think the trade should I, I totally allowed. get where you're coming from. Kamish, what do you think uh, about this? We haven't had a situation like that, so it hasn't been put on the books. But I, I could go either way. I thought they were both happy with it. I didn't see – I didn't see there being that much of an issue. I think the fact that they played each other this week was a big factor in that. If, if they were playing different teams, I might have put that op- op- up to a vote. But um, as for the trade itself, the, the structure, I can't really speak for that. Um, I, th- I agree with you guys. I think that Dak Dynasty got the better end of the trade, and I'm not a Stefan Diggs fan by any means. I just traded him. I actually – was able to trade him away in my other league for a first round pick as well. And I couldn't believe he got that. I, I basically accepted that instantaneously. Yeah. That's a big thing about when we evaluate trades in leagues as players who are not involved in the trade, right? Like it's not our position to say who's worth what to what team. Like if this trade was something where, the players were on the opposite sides and Carl was sending singletary picks and blah, blah, blah backwards to Fami to show that he was giving up or something. Then it's a clear veto situation, but this is a, a trade where it's something that Carl who's on the best win streak of our, well, besides Pete of the entire <laughs> league of the entire season, you know, up until this week, oh, no, I, hopefully, I, I was when, speaking, uh, that, <laughs> when I beat him uh, 99 to 98. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were looking ahead to me beating Pete. My bad. But anyhow, yeah. So, like, this is Carl trading picks to get players that he yeah, thinks is going to help his that. team. I think a so, lot like, of it's, it's not my place to say what's going to help his team. So, trades. Um, they look at it as more so. I think it's half sour grapes because they think, damn, I wish I could have got – like I would have done that deal in a heartbeat. And like 
been ha- like been happy about. It. I think that's one of the things. Like, and I, and I know that Dynasty is one of the teams. <laughs> yeah. where, you know, I didn't make a lot of trade offers, or I didn't really send anything out, but I did inquire about a couple players. His team being one, he was one of the fire sale teams, and and thankfully he was being a little greedy because the trade yeah. that I was going to make would have been uh would have probably been graded very very poorly on Zach's part. <laughs> but uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, ultimately there, there are deals, you know, deals that in the works that deals that never come out. Um, you know, I had offers with other teams, you know, this week and previous weeks as well. Uh, one in particular about a, right around the time I made my original trade where if I had actually accepted it, uh, I would have been uh, basically I would have been right there with I felt like I would have been right there with Karch. Like that's how – and it didn't seem like it at the time because clearly I didn't accept it. But you can wow, always share with us. You know, the trade and, deadline's uh, passed for no, this season. So. Just think of what might have been. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. No, no, what? I'm not going to do it. Just in case, because it's a keeper league and I may need to make trades with this person going on the line. I don't want them to, uh, you know, I don't want any fair, sour fair, grapes. Fair enough. I, just, I, you I know, thought I'd go out a little. We got that out, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it, it's it's one of those interesting things, and again, like our league is so jumbled up that personally, it would have been nice to have one or two more weeks to make to make those evaluations and see if you wanted to make a move. But I'll, I'll echo what someone said before. One one of the biggest things that I really didn't that made me stay put was the fact that Team Karch looks like such a strong team to take down towards the playoffs. That was it really worth making a move and being in a vicarious situation where I might, you know, I have a lot of, it's going to take a lot for my team to even make it into the playoffs. So nothing would have made me sicker than giving up a high pick next year and not even being in the playoffs. I I didn't mean to bring it up, but. (laughs) That's the situation I'm staring down myself right now. (laughs) Yeah. It's all good. I think just to put a bow on it here with the trade deadline, I actually like where it was looking back on it and looking at the schedule. Like it may not seem like it, but there's three games left and then we're at the playoffs. Like we're, you know, nearing the end. If we push this back any further, I feel like teams would be even less resistant, you know, even more resistant to making a big trade just because it's like, I'm going to trade this high pick and uh, get what a week and a half out of the guy. And then we're done. Like, you know, yeah, they'll have a better insight into how they might actually finish. I, I understand. I just think, you know, with the trade deadline, there's a reason that, you know, you know, comparing it to just most big leagues, you you know, it's not, you know, two weeks before the playoffs. It's, it's uh, you know, kind of, you know, two-thirds of the way through the season. I actually like where it was. I understand this year it was crazy just because there's so many teams in the mix. Um, but I, I don't yeah, think every year is like thing, this, I just and down I actually the, think the, uh, the trade deadline's been a really good spot. And kind of forgot also that back when Carl was uh, fire sailing his team, he did pick up a second round pick from Karch, what should be a pretty high, based on how we've you know Karch's roster is, should be a pretty high pick. So it's not like he's high and dry um, after giving up that top pick, but. I don't think that's going to change the grade on the. <laughs> we we all seem to be pretty unanimous on what we thought. No, I, I gave back an A plus. I gave uh, Carl an F. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Um, I mean, the, the, like I, I, you know, he made that trade. He's got the high pick, but it doesn't. 
you know, just because you have a w extra resources doesn't mean just get the overspend. So let's you tie know, a bow on our trade deadline trade recap. Trade and, and we'll reconvene next year and we'll see if it's an, another active year or another very, as you, the business usually is, a very quiet year on the trade deadline. Um, why, why don't we get into NFL results last week? We can kick it off with Mr. Baker. I think you've got I the agree. most exciting result to talk about. Mm -hmm. Well, Mr. Commish, I'm going to tell you about the Cleveland Browns, and it's going to be about time for me to tap out. But it wasn't pretty. But the Browns, they got a big win over the Bills, 19-16. Uh, and I'm hoping that was the one that turns their season around because if you're looking down the stretch, they have statistically the easiest schedule remaining for their season. So they got the Steelers coming up Thursday night. They've got the Dolphins next week, the Steelers the following week. So follow me. The Browns. Sweep the Steelers, beat the Dolphins as they should. They're 6-6. Six and six. Right back in it. Guess what? Four games left. Guess who three of those four games are against? Two against the Bengals, one against the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm just saying it could. I wish I had your optimism, man. <laughs> Come on, you're a Giants fan. You need that optimism. No, I, that optimism has been long gone for many, many, many <laughs> years. <laughs> well, the thing is, as a Browns fan, we've been cultured to just losing and not having winning years sprinkled in mm -hmm. quite as frequently as the Giants do. So we just need to just stay positive. Otherwise, we just hate it so much. We quit football, change teams, blah, blah, blah. But that's not what we do. As Cleveland Browns fans. And I got one stat for that exact point. So, Tell me. Face, I think it might have been leading up to this week. The, uh, the I don't know when it was, the last like four years. Uh, there's only one team now, now considering this current week, who has more losses than the Cleveland Browns. Come on, tell me it's the it's Giants. It's the New York football Giants. <laughs> no. That's how bad they've been. And the Browns. As you all know, won one game in two seasons, and the Giants still have wow. less wins than them. How is that even possible? Ah! <laughs> That's awfully frustrating. I've got a coworker who's a diehard Giants fan and maybe an even bigger Eli Manning fan. And just two days ago, I believe, I don't want to quote him verbatim, but he said something to me along the lines of – pretty much in jest, but he was like, you know, the only reasons based on what we're getting out of Danny – um, Daniel Jones. The only reason why we changed at this point is because people don't like the way that Eli Manning looked. He's got that Manning face. Punching <laughs> right in his own Manning face. I said, buddy, yeah, I know. He's a mouth breather, but he also stunk. He goes, listen, Daniel Jones is going to clean up those fumbles, and it's going to be a new team. Uh, well, okay. I mean, look, maybe he does. I mean, his fish. I, I think he literally goes out and like rubs a stick of butter all over his hands. I don't know how he fumbles the ball so goddamn much. He's got like it's been pretty brutal on the fumble. Yeah, like little like baby hands. Like I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if that's yeah. something that can be fixed. It's a huge red flag. But uh, I mean, Eli Manning was like a corpse this last three, like four, three years. I mean, it's been horrendous to watch the Giants play offense. Uh, just the fact that he held that franchise hostage, uh, that held the owner hostage, keeping them in place, getting <laughs> coaches and fire cleared out because they dare bench the corpse of Eli Manning. It's just 
It's extremely frustrating. I could yeah, go on John, forever. I'll ask you to stay on just for quick. Um, I don't have much to say about the Dallas game this week. It was, it was now, typical. Man. Jason Garrett gave it away at the end of the game, as we've known to happen over the last 10 years. Uh, awful. That's about all I could say. Fuck the state of Minnesota this week. Yeah, yeah Minnesota can uh, – it's not on my list of places to visit Unreal. right now. Unreal. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a bad week for you as a sports fan, right? There well, we good go. thing for you, Dallas High School only plays Valley week, right? View from outside of Scranton this week, so you don't have to worry about that for the, your high school favorites. Zach, any- yes, sir. Thank you, sir. We'll take it from here. Well, listen, I'm going to let you gentlemen tie it up from here. Mm-hmm. I need to bow Back out, any, so I thank uh, you for any having me. on the Giants-Jets game this week? Or... Enjoy. Have fun. Um, no. <laughs> it's just kind of bad. Uh, I mean, Daniel Jones is – he's fine. I And they clearly overdrafted, but he's – Fine. I think the bigger issue goes all the way back to when they drafted Saquon Barkley. And I think we're seeing that some with the Cowboys as well. It's It gets to the point where if you're not going to win big, like you're going to have to pay this running back a huge amount of money at a position that you usually don't want to spend a huge amount of money at. So you better be really good if you're going to do that. And uh, the Giants are certainly very far away from really good. And uh, they're uh, – I think it goes back to team structure where even though Saquon Barkley is a complete beast, it doesn't matter if, and then you're going to pay this guy and the rest of your team is still awful. And you, then you don't even have the money to go out and get other players to go around him. It's, uh, it's just a really bad you, situation. And, know, uh, Dave Gettleman um, is a jackass. And take a look at kind of the, the rest fire. of the league in a, in a minute after we over the business league results, <laughs> but it was a weird week in the NFL. Um, mainly buoyed by the fact that in my work pool, uh, we have eight people on my work team. Every year we do a snake draft of the whole NFL. So we each have four teams and I have been sitting in dead last because uh, I have teams like the Jets, the Browns, the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Um, but I actually, I actually won three out of, I got three points this week because I got wins from the Jets, the Browns, Ooh, the Bucks, yeah, that's a, the Cowboys that's a motley crew. Have had a perfect week. Not that it would have mattered because I'm so far behind anyway, but whew, that tells you what a weird week it was. Yeah. A lot of crazy results. Um, I think the Bucks are the, in the clubhouse leaders of the team every year you think is going to go 10 and six and be a sneaky yeah, playoff much. team. And I then the, they, I had the uh, shoot themselves on the dick about a hundred times. Pick, and, uh, so do I had to take the turnaround <laughs> picks at eight and nine and then right, you know, so I got, got to get the picks out of the way, but I mean, still the jets have been so terrible and you know, at least I didn't end up with like Cincinnati or anyone, but yeah. Brutal. Yeah, I think for those, they actually have some actual, like, mathematic, like, where it's not just a snake. It's like they actually have, like, it's, it's in some certain order where, you know, you don't necessarily pick, you know, in, a, in, a, in, in, you know, 
right in order, but there's some number breakdown where it's like, yo, you get like the first, the 16th and the 20th, and then you get like the 5th, 10th and 7th, you know, like it's like some weird mathematical breakdown. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but I don't know what the exact numbers are instead of just doing like a snake draft. I think, you know, especially where in you are with that, it's uh, at the end of the draft where you're missing out on the premier teams and then you yeah, don't get to pick much. again I until was, there's like you know, 10 I teams left and the Browns like kind the rest of the world did. A crap so. shoot. You're better off being later oh, well. than earlier. Um, why don't we get into some business league results for this week? It was a, it was kind of a weird week in the business league too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of, I mean, we had a wild trade deadline. We had a wild week in terms of results. Topsy turvy, up down, up is down, left is right. Well, why don't we kick it Black off? Uh, no one knows what's going on. And, uh, higher scoring. Just a, a just a crazy set of results we got here. This was a uh, yeah. I mean, after I make the you know the trade I made dealing away Fournette, you know I'm not necessarily you know thinking I'm gonna pull this matchup off. Baked you know Cake has got a good team. He's got Drew Brees going against the Falcons. Just brought him in, and uh, you know I get Mahomes and uh, Kamara back, but the rest of my team is a whole bunch of ho hum. But uh, Darius Slayton, looky here. You know speaking of the Giants, he's like. I know they got a bunch of crap garbage time guys that aren't going to be on the roster in two years. Yeah, actually, I think he's a nice mid-round pick that the guy I made. That I think he's a little too. steal. Come up with he could actually be, you know, a solid contributor going forward. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll pass. Um, but in terms of uh, looking at Cake's roster here, certainly Breeze expected, I'm sure expected a lot more. You know, and, and like I said, kind of all tied back into the fears of making a trade for a quarterback. And then, yeah, 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 we went over it. But certainly against the Falcons, you would expect him to at least put up a big number. He did not. Um, yeah, that was just a horrendous watch. They, it was so bad. I, mean, I had the red zone channel on. You'd yeah, think Saints Falcons, you know, like normally, it, uh, even when those teams aren't good, they put up a lot of points. Uh, and that was just a, two Seahawks, a slog. And I think back to that play towards the end of the first half where DK Metcalf was almost scoring a touchdown and it ended up carrying the ball out. That could have been, I mean, that right there could have been the difference. <laughs> that would have been the difference. It was that, believe me, I was watching that game. I try not to focus too much on matchups just because I'll drive myself crazy, but I knew Cake had – Seahawks going, and I'm just, uh, you know, especially going, it's like overtime. It's like, great, now they're going into overtime. He's got more time to put up points. And it's then the 49ers have the ball with under two minutes. They run about four seconds off the clock and three downs. I don't even know how it's possible. Then yeah, the Seahawks, so I was oh, the Seahawks have the ball the again. I saw it's like, close it I'm really going like, to freaking lose this because the Seahawks get like geez, six drives. Like, every time they minutes. got to about midfield, I'm like, well, unless they get a touchdown, like he's not going to – like he can't really do it unless like they throw like three straight like three-yard passes to Chris Carson or something stupid like that. But um, definitely a good win. Uh, it was a nice return to form for – Mark Andrews, I know going over some of these results for your team, you've kind of been looking for that tight end. Uh, now, obviously, this was against the Bengals, so 
you know, you can't get too, too excited about results against that team, I guess, but. I'm just excited I got points from any tight end at any point this season. I'm pretty sure he outscored the first nine weeks of my tight ends combined. Like, I'm not even joking about that. Like, I was getting twos, like, every week out of the tight end position. Um, ultimately, I don't think, you know, it wasn't – it looked more like a blockbuster trade when I made it about a month ago for uh, Scary Terry, who's fallen off a cliff and uh, – Wink, wink. One of the reasons why I was feverishly trying to trade him and ultimately did. Very happy I did. But, you know, Mark Andrews is, you know, solid and he'll have some weeks where he puts up some touchdowns. It had to feel nice. It had to have felt nice to put Patty Mahomes back in there in the start. I'm satisfied. Plus, I got to, you know, moved up a little bit in the draft. So it all worked out. Oh yeah, uh, get the huge production right off the right out of the gates. Um, you know, big time production from him. That was enjoyable. Certainly, just seeing him, just effortlessly, effort, effort. I can't talk. Speaking of effortlessly, effortlessly, I still can't say it. Uh, throwing the ball deep yeah, and just Andy going nuts with the toys. receivers. Who uh, I think they could run the four by one hundred in the Olympics. They're also that. They're all that fast. It's just insane. <laughs> I think speaking of I mean we can get into this a little bit with the NFL talk later, but I'm pretty sure uh Andy Reid paid off the refs to not call the Titans off sides on that field goal because I think he had a dinner reservation oh, for the top man. Well, we, we, come, we come off this matchup where two like, yeah, we're good. games and then we go to my match this week, which may be one of the lowest scoring games in business league history. I think combined me and Jay will put up less points than you did during this week altogether. Yeah, th- this... We, uh, that is true. I just did a little quick metal I'll, I'll go into it straight off. In my head. Shout out Karch. He's been um, that. Uh, I yeah. no business winning this week. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, I, I yeah, made some I don't know. Decisions. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was tinkering with my roster Sunday morning before I left Atlantic City where I took Randall Cobb out of lineup for Josh Reynolds. And I swore at the same time I had moved Baltimore defense into the starting lineup. So as I'm driving home and I'm listening to fantasy radio, they come on and they say, Oh, well there's a pick six for the Ravens. And I got all excited and I pull up my score and I only had like 1.2 points. And I said, Oh shit, I never put them in. Like I had, I totally thought that they were in. That was just poor management at that point. But, uh, so I was like, well, once I saw that Baltimore had 24 points and they were sitting on my bench and how the week was going, uh, I think around, sometime around halftime of those games, Jay will text me and said, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, Lamar is for real. But uh, luckily for I'm just looking over these point totals right now. I'm just laughing. Lamar Jackson scores over half of Jay Will's points, which is I just three guys on my bench. Uh, your bench, you know, oh, no, would have yeah, would have outscored. They did twenty-two, forty, by, by, by less than oh, a point. Your three guys on your bench almost outscored his team again. Like that's who just, actually I don't even know outscored yeah. both of my starting <laughs> running backs together. You know who. 
Not that I ever would have trusted him this week, but uh, I was happy. Yeah, no. yeah, I think you got to give him a week to see what was going on. I think he is going to work as that third down, you know, reserve for Chubb. I think you could certainly, you know, he's definitely a flex guy maybe over Jamal Williams going forward, but certainly definitely another good option. And I was watching Monday Night Football, and he had Emmanuel Sanders, who very easily could have taken, you know, could have had a monster game, but he had some rib issue and. Uh, yeah, this was just mm-hmm. this was just an ugly matchup. No, no, no real production on my side. Like, I think it says it all. The Yahoo recap says offensive challenged Saquon D's nuts knocks off Red Solo Cup, and yeah, I uh, yeah, we just won't waste any more time. <laughs> yeah, nothing. One last note. I do know delved into the annals of history of business league football. Uh, I do believe, and I don't know what year it was, but it was, of course, it was me and Jay Will. I am pretty sure I beat Jay Will, and I think the total was like 62 right to the, 57. Right and, uh, I, I think that may be the record for worst uh, fantasy well, you know, performance. Well, why don't we go? In, in, we usually have to go in order since John's not with us. I don't know. Uh, the where. next one I have on my list is Gold Standard uh, and Steve unbelievable. Johnson. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, he had a couple of inactive players in up. I'm not sure. Right. I see that here. I don't know what was going and on. Uh, first thing that jumps out to me, uh, Evo didn't play a quarterback, which is cool. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he might have actually – I don't. it might have been just short, but uh, yeah, if he, if he yeah. plugs in some of those rules, he, he had Josh he Allen on his bench, and he had a huge game. I didn't hear anything from him uh, if he, you know, told me to go put some players in, but – If Corey, so here's what I'm looking at right here going through this. Carson Wentz was on a bye. Corey Davis was marked yeah. inactive before the yeah, game. I mean, he's right up there um, in the top of the league. And LaShawn McCoy was faded. Uh, if he literally moves his flex guy into a receiver and plays OJ Howard and Josh Allen, top. he wins. Like, that's crazy. I was going to say, no complaints from him or her. I don't remember who's uh, the owners are at this point. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, certainly would never complain yeah, about a win. I guess you know, just, and so you take what you can get. You know, the owners, lineup. it's up to them to it's set the lineup and play who you play. And that's um, it. You, you take the W and move on. Yeah, but just going through, going through both teams really uh, – Big game by Tyreek Hill, but otherwise, pretty much ho hum, ho hum performances on each side. No, I say the very, very were, few uh, are. <laughs> I mean, certainly, I thought you know Jameson Crowder almost with twenty points is a nice 
you know, he's really, you know, come on. I was, uh, as someone who owns Robbie Anderson and hates every moment of it, just makes me angry that uh, the little, you know, he's about as big as I am and he's out there catching 100 yards and a touchdown or whatever he's doing. Uh, that and uh, what else jumped out to me here? Uh, Ty- Tyreek Hill, the monster game. You yeah, know, definitely. He's well, just he's probably a little crazy, disappointed with the Jalen you know, Samuels effort this week. Comes back, uh, he has like a 20 targets, has 10 passes, huge numbers, and just uh, is, is going to be a beast down the stretch here for gold standard. And as someone who has followed that Pittsburgh offense thoroughly, watching once again my my uh, you know rotting corpse of a receiving core, uh, Juju yeah, I just I don't think you know, the answer for die that. out there. It's uh, watching that Pittsburgh offense is uh, painful. Mason Rudolph yeah, uh, has uh, gold standard himself for, to be looking out. a backup quarterback and just a backup quarterback. So no, no. I say a big matchup too. Both teams were, were next, you know, next five and four going into it. Uh, the the leader, the process. you know, looking at the standings certainly uh, has a, a leg up here going into the, the home stretch. Monster so, blockbuster trade also looking, met up on the strong here coming down the stretch this week, and Dak Dynasty came out on top. And don't think he was expecting that one. No, and uh, once again goes to uh, show you uh, these teams, and I, I think ultimately, you know, what's really good about this league, why I really enjoy, you know, participating, and not just because you know camaraderie and all of that, but I mean, we have a lot of, you know, everyone in this league is, you know, is a really solid owner, and I think it speaks to that when you look at the standings. Every team is in it every week. There really aren't any dog teams. You know, year in and year out, you know, you know, Karch has struggled. He's dominating this year. You see other teams, you know, you know, Dak Dynasty has been a, a, a mainstay at the top of the leaderboard this year. You know, yeah, didn't definitely. Happen. I think just uh, uh, I think I think it makes for a, a really competitive league. It makes for everyone, uh, you know, doing their best uh, either in draft day or waivers or trades or otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> makes the made all the difference basically. You know, Dallas defense uh, yeah, for trust was, the process. I don't, think it was the best play. I don't I necessarily get the play, player. but certainly don't expect zero really points. Was out there on, um, I'm not going to pull up the waiver wire. Not really any defense, defense outside of like the real bottom feeders. Um, but yeah, I, I know we we talked about kind of a couple of those moves that he made to pick up uh, Big Bad Ross Dwelly to plug in at tight end. Um, no. No. Certainly. Yeah, I saw he was struggling with the. I, I know he was struggling with the, buys uh, and uh, also struggling with. On Monday, you know, obviously Kittle kind of being shaky throughout the week, and then you know because it's a Monday night game, you don't get the, until the late update, kind of and uh, you don't really have much of an option. Make a move uh, to pull that person off IR. So. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh but yeah, and, uh, surprising, yeah surprising I have a bigger issue with the IR slot. We can get into that another time. And, uh, we'll see, I, maybe even frankly, my point is I, I disagree. I don't, I don't run at it, it, but you can go forward. I think bad Nick Foles coming in this week too. Uh, I mean, certainly, you know, he's. It's not like he's completely devoid of talent. Um, certainly, could stand Foles to upgrade the quarterback position. We'll see where Matt, Staff- many, uh, Matt Stafford ends up with his injury. I, um, I see a couple in these coming weeks that he should have some opportunities. Yeah, a lot of quarterbacks here. Um, Certainly. Um, you know, even though elite, I would say week 11, week 12, I mean, the Tennessee, I mean, good Lord. Uh, but the Colts, you know, I, I say they still feel the right. solid defense. Next up, we have Gula and now outside of that, yeah. A uh, resounding victory. May need to wait, wait one week on the Nick Foles train, but, uh, you know, that, that big dong should be swinging around pretty soon. Yeah, tough, tough go of it. You know, Gould has had a really interesting season in which I think he's really blown up some weeks, and some weeks is really flat. Uh, you know, who knows where that's coming from? Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I just think so. he's got a lot of he's got a lot of talented with, players, but he's also the, got a lot uh, of players who score, you know, go big or I kinda go home basically. We and this week Julio Jones, went big, we start calling and him uh, like certainly looks looks super, or, super impressive. Yeah. Atlanta agony or something like that, but uh, a, a very quiet game. You know, it's it's one of those things with the, the Packers this year I've seen is they have these games where they just end up being on the one-yard line and then Aaron Jones just waddles in, which could have easily been <laughs> Jamal Williams as well, which would have been much nicer for me. But uh, you look at Rodgers, and he had a, a not his greatest game, but he just doesn't get those touchdowns, and <laughs> I think the weather is, you know, and this is, you know, across the board, we're going to start to see weather more and more become a factor. Obviously, there's a lot of talk about the footing at Lambeau being, you know, less than yeah, ideal. And uh, I think we saw that. a little That's bit of that be, come know, to fruition. We're closing out bye weeks within uh, the next week or two, but then in, in regards to just the next thing that we whether whether teams are resting, uh, you know what? I'm gonna trail off. I don't I don't know where all I'm these going things with that, that but uh, yeah, the weather weather is not good going out. Tuned to, but yeah, big you know big week from Derrick Henry, Melvin Gordon kind of looked back to his kind of self, get a 20 point game. Uh, DJ Moore, yeah. Yeah, 
really interesting with Melvin Gordon. Uh, that whole situation with Eckler, Eckler's really been solid. Gordon's really looked sloppy. But ever since they changed out their coordinator in L.A., they uh, it's really started to shift more and more back to Melvin Gordon. And I, I think for the better, I think ultimately he's a better player. Uh, you know, cover cover your ears, Baker. I'm sure you're listening at this point, but sorry. Uh, like I said, and then, then tying it all back in, I just don't – I don't know if it was worth it to go get Julio Jones. Uh, I just think that team, his team is skewing yeah, in a way I, I was, that you – know, especially if, when you look at the matchups. I was talking and with I think Rancho, we're looking into season where you want the teams you're playing going forward. I don't know why like, maybe it went that knowing direction. that you still I, have I think, a, you know, a game a against the juggernaut that is easier Peter Karch. I, I don't know if I make that trade. My only – suggestion but then that was who kind of i was looking at maybe acquiring as well of course the price was too high so mm. it is what it is mm-hmm. yes, yeah sir. yeah but yeah good week by mr gula uh, it makes it tough with that, everyone kind of in the mix but he, uh I think at one point you know, he was on gotta, top of the league. Got to camp. And then he you know, lost scared money, straight, don't make money. And I guess that's kind of where Baker was, uh, where his mindset was. I know. He's, he's got a big win here, and his point totals certainly are favorable. If he can uh, – you know, I'm I'm not sure exactly how it's going to shake out, but I got a feeling and there's a six and seven team that's going to slip into recap. that six spot this Mr. year, Karch, and uh, it may very well come down to him and Carl, kind of both being four and six with some high uh, point totals. Still I think a good it's week. Gonna be I mean, some, uh, you can't be that mad. You no, know, no one's out of it yet. That's for sure. Putting up almost 130 points when you're starting running back David Johnson had zero. Yeah, that's just some really tough luck there for him with David Johnson has just been banged up all year. You know, certainly have seen that a running back can thrive in that offense and uh, just David Johnson just being, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure if, he, if uh, you know, he came onto the scene. He was a mid-round guy, had a couple of big years. I don't know if he's a guy that's going to really hold it together going forward. Um, so that's a... Uh, you know, tough to see, especially, you know, obviously you got a lot of talent on this roster. And I honestly think, you know, Marascio, tough, falling to three yeah, and David seven, and you know. But I, like I said, going back to the greater point, I really don't think his situation. roster is that bad. Uh, I actually think his roster is, is pretty <laughs> solid. And, uh, you know, just some really tough breaks throughout the year. And uh, it just kind of is what it is at this point. And as weeks go, Karch's team has just steamrolled again. Mm. Uh, you know, I guess yeah, he yeah, he's uh, got to have a talk know, with Darren that's Waller. Not a, that's, that one's points. certainly been one of the more frustrating but, uh, situations <laughs> in regards to single, you know, players. Let's <laughs> say he's got. 
Yeah, real scolding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got. He's, I mean, look at his running backs: Dalvin Cook, thirty-one; McCaffrey, twenty-six. You know, ho hum. That's the way he does every week. Josh Jacobs, nineteen. He got Ronald Jones on the bench, twenty-two. Like, are you kidding? Like, really? You got four stud running backs. Like, it's just you know wild. And then, uh, you know, receiving core certainly solid. Uh, and then going forward here with uh, you know Adam Thielen, yeah, we'll but see you, where you know he, how fantasy his injury goes. shakes I mean, out I, from I, home I, stretch, and then I would, Prescott uh, to solidify my way that the position. Yeah, it's uh, it's Carson's race to lose. Game, uh, so. I don't know. There's really this isn't, you know, it's oh, not fluky. The team is just freaking legit. Yeah, I don't that, know what else that to takes, say. Uh, <laughs> takes us out of this week. And, again, we, we look at the how the standings are right now, and it, it was anyone's race, as we've said before. That was a good thing. I remember that. You have to give a shout, a quick shout out. Mr. Karch did clinch his spot in the playoffs officially this week. Oh my so goodness! Yeah, it's Peter. no joke. Two through You're eleven, separated by two games, and uh, just uh, I mean, just crazy talk uh, with that kind of parody. Uh, um, guy not even on here to defend himself. I mean, well, Peter always finished first, so there you go. <laughs> ah, I love you. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just looking at uh, you know, just trying to look at over some point totals here. And you see, like I said, going back, you trust the process. Peter blow me. Yeah, well, in over thirteen hundred points. Certainly so not out of it at all. This week finishes Baker, off our. No, yeah, he's got a tough matchup. One, but, so now we have our like. Even if I don't know what his Mr. last Baker two are, but certainly you know, like I said, at six and seven, I think if you put up some big points and end up six and seven, I think you still have a shot. Not the worst strength of schedule, but then again, he also has Peter this week, so. Mm-hmm. This is true. Looking at yours, you have Steve Johnson this week. Uh, maybe, maybe he won't set his lineup, and mm-hmm. then you get, then you get, then you get, you finish off with Gula and Jay. Will. So that, that that trust the process might be a loser leaves town match. I think that may be where that ends up. Oh boy. Oh, but he's still taking okay. a nap. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Uh, both te- two teams I lost to at the start of the season. Very, uh, you know, especially looking at J. Will's roster. You know, I'm not haven't been a fan all year. The point total has uh, showed that. Out. Same thing and, about J. Will's uh, team. Hoping, you know, he's pretty much hoping, hoping, either hoping that I can actually get a win. out the teams he's there playing, or because, you know, even you know Steve Johnson. I'm assuming he's going to fill out a lineup, and uh, you know. We've talked about Goulistine being boomer bust. He could certainly boom. He boomed against me in week two. So there you go. Well, that's. I mean, I'm not far. I'm not far behind him in that just, uh, department. But I've got my schedule closes out with Dak Dynasty. Hanging yeah, he's had some real clunkers. And uh, so you know, being the I avoid some of like the, I said, five and five with the, top the lowest teams, point but, total in the league. You know, each matchup crazy. So. Uh,
Yeah, it could be. Yeah, could be interesting. I, could lead to interesting things for uh, for that matchup with Baker in Week 13. Currently 10, 11, 12. Um, you know, Baker's team, I think it's, I'd say, skews better than 10th. But, you know, 10, 11, 12, you know, certainly, you know, not, not an insurmountable task. I think the biggest thing here, and talking about scheduling, is uh, getting into the opposite side of the bracket. Uh, away from Karch. Basically, obviously there's a bye week. There's 3-6 and 4-5. And basically getting into that 3-6, I think 3 and 6 are as, prime as spots first time we have where you can avoid Karch until spots, the championship. So basically, you're and then it's just, you know, spot, so you know, you put it we'll out there it. and it is what it is. But I, mean, I think we all you know, know being just able to, to avoid the, really, the number one seed really look at it certainly going to be a huge come down the stretch. Make it, make it happen then, so... Yeah, not great. <laughs> and forget what we said about Nick Foles and Dak Dynasty because within the last few minutes of us talking, he just dropped him to waivers. So. Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah, with all that, I yeah. mean, certainly it's fun to think about, but, you know, fantasy football, you, you, the guys go out there, they're going to score the points that they score, and it's going to shake right, out. Well, you know, looking at the Week there. 11 matchups, um, I'll kick it off. I have Dak Dynasty this week at press time. I'm a slight underdog, but oh, there he really is. Close to 50, uh -oh. 50. Well, um, I have no clue how maybe, this. Maybe another team will get to enjoy his especially large uh, Saquon's bye week. So um, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Right now, I currently have Chris Thompson in the starting lineup, and he's still questionable. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that whole, especially, well, Chris, I mean, Chris Thompson has been a pretty solid contributor. It's interesting to see, obviously, with the coaching change and with Geis potentially getting into the mix there, how that backfield is yeah, going to we'll kind of shake we'll out, especially goes, with uh, uh, I wish I could say it's not going to be in a lot of games, and, team, but, but still playing think, a rookie uh, quarterback. So, I mean, it's certainly worth a shot. I think he's, he may, you know, hot, you know, we'll see who Haskins favors, but – you know, a pass-catching running back certainly wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to hope that this Sneaky this Sammy Watkins to in the slot. City, uh, you know, I know he didn't uh, – I'm not sure he had a huge game. Let me, you we'll know, in the first he had five for 39. Not a huge game, but I think, you know, any anytime you get a Chiefs – receiver out there who gets a lot of snaps it's uh something you know to yeah, be excited I, I, about this is uh and, i mean uh, obviously it's a close matchup i'm gonna i'm gonna go with my boys uh i would only pick against my team <laughs> if we were i did see that yeah holy crap kentucky just got they said they spent a lot Evans, of time uh, on that field but you know maybe a little a little too much tequila we'll see how that goes just popped up on my apple watch <laughs> sorry breaking news <laughs> yeah <laughs> What? 
sports. Oh, Apple. Trash. Okay, Mr. Go Go Gadget. Goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of zoned out. We had, uh, I know before the pod, Mr. Baker was, uh, you know, piping up about the matching going on. And uh, I think he was spot on with his Eastern Michigan. Ended up uh, storming all over Akron. I kind of zoned out on that game. So, anywho, wrapping up your matchup here, I think one piece to look at, and this is because I'm focusing on it, is that Jacksonville. It is Nick Foles and that Jacksonville receiving core uh, leading into it. You know, he seemed to prefer Westbrook over Chark. Uh, so, you know, Dak Dynasty has Westbrook oh, I going. Agree. Yeah, it's, it's been uh, I think that is a sneaky good play. Uh, the one thing that um, I would ultimately little, favor uh, I know that his Ty roster, although. It, uh, suffered a concussion. This you week. do have the advantage at running back, but he's I think he's got you. So if he's not available, I just think Odell has just been so then Damian Williams has and to slot I just in. Can't trust him. You never know point, with him. Man. But um, mm. yeah. Yeah, I think one of the, the interesting things to watch would be that matchup. Tom Brady, you know, the Philadelphia secondary, well noted, you know, porous. However, it's usually more yeah, on the outside than the be, inside. You know, and the, the Eagles Tom do Brady's get a good pass rush. So lineup, interesting to see right. how that matchup so, is going to go yeah, never, uh, in regards never to fantasy. And, I, and on the other side, Kyle Allen, a guy you wouldn't think might put up points. Yeah, gets really the Atlanta only other thing that I can see. Week, Atlanta uh, coming off that huge you know, win in New Orleans. Watching Chris Thompson. Uh, I think Brandon Cooks has already been uh, ruled out for this week. So um, I'm not afraid to put Josh Reynolds back in there if I have oh. to with that news. Interesting. Certainly. Yeah. certainly I, absolutely. I did not see him, and it's certainly something to consider. What, a, what an awful Sunday night game that's going to be. Yeah, uh, certainly. Reynolds has shown himself to be the next flexed, guy up in that just, offense. They, they flexed Even out the Philly struggles. Seattle game next week. Who the Rams play this week? There's Chicago home. Packers, San Francisco. Yeah, I don't know. The Rams have been really ugh, and uh, not great to watch, to be honest. And uh, I think that game might be a real. What? Fox like, Fox oh, has uh, Cowboys Patriots that game that week, so I bet they. I would I would wager to say that they. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not you so, know, it's not crazy. Anywho, I guess uh, if they have the, the rights to do it, I'm surprised that um, what's your Packers call? Niners wasn't a protected game, but who know? I don't know how exactly that all works with the network. So, ah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's going to get some numbers. So, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Fair enough. No offense taken on this podcast from, from this guy. <laughs> I can't speak for others in the league. I'm going to have to take Dak on this one. Team um, I think he ultimately <laughs> gets the nod. Uh, I just think his receiving core All right, it doesn't gonna, have as big a name, but like I think Stevens, it ultimately uh, ends up getting Yahoo really the, likes the production. You, and uh, Vegas odds have you as a 75% favorite right now. Um. 
I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, oh no. We'll have to throw 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 down then. <laughs> uh. There's uh yeah, I was looking this over earlier just to get a, a view on my own week. He's got a uh, week. That's the some studs he hasn't inserted in the lineup yet. Mr. New Hopkins, Mr. Julian Edelman. Uh, I'm sure they'll find their way back to that lineup. I uh did a little math. This is a uh, you uh, adjust the points and the percentages. He actually has a slight advantage over me, and I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you'd want to be interesting to see, to see is, uh, on your side actually uh, going forward here, buddy. Uh, Phil Lindsay, uh, you know, I'm sure has just Bell, it, Love Bell's got the big Q on him. I'm not sure. I know he played. You know, he gets some touches. He's got Washington. I know Washington's not great, but <laughs> their one strength is their front seven. It'll be an interesting matchup there. Oh, uh, yeah. You know how much I wanted, like, to fly out to Denver uh, and just punch Fangio in the face. What, what, uh, is uh, it bonkers. It's it's like it's like it's like a little league. It's like a Pop Warner team. It's like okay, this time it's your turn, Philip. Okay, this time it's your turn, Royce Freeman. Like. Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm not a not a this not enthused. You have to go right up against uh, Jameson Crowder. Don't have a ton of options well. currently. Uh, something I may or may not look into. Uh, I know we got waivers coming up, and uh, there are still a couple of options. We'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> Robbie Anderson, he can go burn in hell. Tired of him. Tired of his face. Uh, got. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I already know how that's going to go. Jameson Crowder's going to have 14 catches, and Robbie Anderson will have, like, one for, you know, seven yards, and they'll probably drop a long pass, too. <laughs> um, yeah, unlike I know you guys, you and Baker, usually have a lot of faith in your teams, take them in even matchups. I'm, I'm not. I don't like my team. I know I got a big win last, last week. Um, Mahomes still has oh, Mahomes and Kamara have favorable matchups. I guess side, if they just but, go uh, bananas, you, you know, you anything's go, possible. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with but, uh, side too. Mark Andrews, um, less favorable matchup. Um, Chark, I'm nervous about his touches. Juju, I have no faith. Evan Dahl is just throw in, so I'm gonna go ahead and lean Steve Johnson on this one. Like I said, it's it's you know Edelman and Hopkins coming in to accompany Jamison Crowder. That I would say That's that a would one, happen, two, but, three. Um, that uh, I wouldn't be can hang, to see, but you know, Josh with Allen, anybody. Josh Allen going up against Hunter Henry. Henry. 
solid against that Kansas City defense to have a good matchup. matchup Um, He can figure out a flex play, one of those other running backs Um, on his bench maybe, maybe even O.J. Howard. But I think he's got the options here, and I think I'm a little shorthanded. Yeah, certainly something to consider. I, uh, you know, that that Patriots defense, you know, vaunted. Um, and then Wentz, of course, another guy I was been, watching all season, Deshaun Jackson, was, you know, another, back when he another was partner with Dumpster Fire, a receiving core has won in great rhythm because Chip Kelly never like heard him. from again. I think he really actually was an important piece to that receiving <laughs> core. We got a lot of yeah, underneath gonna, guys, tight ends, that kind again, of deal. Still have he was a guy that kind of kept everyone, you know, kept everyone's defense in check, basically. And I think with him gone, it's allowed a lot of defenses to just creep in. Yeah, well, Chip Kelly's a bozo, so not a surprise. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to lean Steve I'm not. Up. We have I'm not saying it's I mean, clearly not a, a, a lock or anything. I got I got a move or two to make here. We'll see what Steve uh, you know, me showed he may or may not feel the lineup. Um, you know, maybe maybe, maybe good old Nuke Hopkins sits on the bench and uh, me and Jamie hang out with uh, eat some chips and dip with this Chip Kelly. With, uh, I don't know. Sony PlayStation <laughs> coming back off by. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there's a few moves on each side. Certainly uh, the defense isn't both. I, I don't think uh, Gold Sanders is going to roll with the Chargers against the Chiefs. Uh, and uh, the the uh, Giants are on the Very high. True. So uh, there will be some points uh, really there to be had. We'll see what happens uh, there. One of, one of the matchups um, I'm looking forward to how is each, that Houston each team plays the waiver wire with that. Both quarterbacks um, going up against each other. You know, Sony Michelle coming uh, back, certainly matchup. an upgrade over Daryl Henderson. Kind of cool. However, that's gonna, that should be an exciting, not a good uh, matchup. Uh, that Eagles front is ferocious and can certainly get after it. Um, not sure that he's going to have you know a breakout game. That should be the game of the day. Uh, I mean, just really exciting. Yeah, Two um, offenses. Just, just at first Obviously, glance, they do I, I like it in different ways. No, Houston right uh, with their passing and uh, Baltimore on the ground. Great. I think with, uh, uh, with Lamar think Jackson making some spectacular plays. And uh, I think it's just going to be a really good watch. And I think both teams I, are going to have success on the offensive side of the and ball. I, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of I think you might well. get some point totals out of both of them. But I think they might ultimately cancel each other out. Still crushed about that from draft time. But – we talked about we talked about too with uh you know the New England running backs. I think James White has a better shot to do some damage against Philly 
as the pass catching running back. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to lean on him, um, especially with, you know, I, I don't think New, England, New England's offensive line is pedestrian. Um, I, I think they're going to lean on you know, Brady's going to be, you know, doing his thing, trying to get the ball out quick. And I think James White's going to be the benefactor there along with uh, Edelman. I could, see even at, I could see even at flex, you know, just between. Yeah, Drake I'm going to go ahead and take Gold Sanders as well here. Drake going into San Francisco. Um, I think they got an option. That I know Gallup has looked great. Has a, well. Somewhat favorable really match against Detroit. You know, they've, they've been pretty solid. Cool, I know he's getting number two so. coverage. Um, but uh, other than that, I think I think he's got, you know, advantages. You know, a tight end, certainly, running back. And then... Uh, yeah, definitely. All righty. Moving on, right? Uh, yeah, Next not not the Ula most uh, steady Kate. of situations, but uh, even still, I, I really think Emmanuel Sanders, who's you know been really solid, you know being banged up, you know Arizona, that's a face super favorable matchup, and now if he's not a hundred percent, this one's a little you know, tough. That's a, a lot of a lot of buys on each team. It looks like, and it looks like. Uh, at press time, Cake does not have a running back on his bench, so he's going to be he's going to be trolling the wa- the waiver wires for a plug in, which is never a good at this time of the season for running back. Oh, all right, that one was out of order for me. I don't know. Okay, found it. <laughs> not to mention, right, let's see Mr. Bull is going to be here. in that same boat looking for a quarterback. So. <laughs> Yeah. No, well, me and him. I have a feeling we're going to be in a little bidding war for a few they, different guys. Gula, Gula has um, a full bench right now. It's just because Cake literally doesn't have anyone in that running back spot. If, he's a yeah, bumps, he is now a quarterback. Yeah, so. just, yeah, I'm looking at I the saw, bench spots here. It looks like uh, Gula does have an extra spot already. Happening. Doesn't necessarily need to drop anybody for that extra quarterback. Um Interesting matchup of actually interesting matchup of defenses. Usually don't say that, but two teams playing together. This is, uh, this is eleven. Oh, they're actually letting them. Okay. <laughs> I got you. All right, I understand. Um. Interesting, yeah. Uh, this is another big bye week. You know, week ten and eleven have been, you know, painful. What is it? Week ten? I'm losing track. Eleven. So there we go. Week eleven. Uh, another big bye week. A lot of teams here, and uh, we're seeing that definitely on cake with the Seattle and Green Bay guys. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going gonna cop out on this one the week, and, and then uh, I'm gonna 
make Jay well, later in the week. Evan Ingram, who, uh, who's been banged up and also solid when he does exactly play in Derrick Henry was, because I forgot uh, my as well. So it would be definitely so interesting. You know, like you said, on our picks last week, but, uh, uh, we'll get a better view of it. You know, we'll see who Hula gets it in the QB slot. We'll see who Baker Bayfields can pick up for running back and, you know, kind of go from there. All righty. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, going to take a whack at this right now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and... There you go. Fair I'm go ahead and pick the upset. I'm going to take Gula over Next Baker up, or Baker Bayfields right now. Weekly, I, I think I think Baker I think Gula's gonna be able to find some quarterback production. Uh, uh, again, you know, not only it's more likely that he does that than than Kiki gets his top guy, whoever that may be. It's even tougher uh, at the running back position. I think it's just a more consistent, you know, uh, probability to get that quarterback. Um, that a lot of guys that might not play. I'm taking Karch this week on the record. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just you kind of look at a lot of favorite matchups, even on Karcher's side too, that I see. Yeah, uh, yeah, just pencil that in. Um, I'm just looking at the the percentages. Ninety one percent. I don't care who's on by. It's ridiculous to even have that as a, like a number that appears as a chance of winning. Um, and so yeah, there ain't nothing he's going to be able to plug in that I think is going to balance out what Karch is bringing to the table. Yes, yes, indeed. And again, it looks like Baker's going to be uh, trolling the yeah, waiver yeah, wire I mean, for McCaffrey a against well. Atlanta. I mean, come on, Cook against Minnesota uh, against Denver. You know that's a little tough, but uh, I think uh, other than, you know that Darren Waller. We just saw just saw what Mark well, Andrews did. Darren Waller is probably going to do more, uh, and then Josh Jacobs as well. I think both of them are going to eat this week. So McCaffrey, Waller, and Jacobs may single handedly, you know, score a hundred points. Yeah, Rogers on the bye. He doesn't have anybody right now. Certainly going to need well, somebody. I would, I would have no. Tr- uh, you know, if, also, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I am no fan of MVS. He might be my least favorite. I was going to say I'm looking would, at Devonta Freeman no in the flex, the and I'm not 100 percent sure he's a go. So he's really gotten hit with the injury. He's got Ty Hilton in played in right now. I'm not sold that he's going to play. Maybe he does, but a lot of injury concerns here with Baker and uh, not a lot of roster spots to do it with considering you got Devonta Adams and Golden Tate on by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, MVS, more Walton. I mean, uh, I think it's his time to. Hit uh, the, that hit the, takes hit us the to the last matchup you know, of the week. Madison, yep, you're just process, dying for Dalvin. We all thought like, going into the season, Dalvin Cook might be an injury concern. He's been solid. Madison, just like just um, waiting for him to be able to actually get 20 carries. It's favorite. not happening. It doesn't look so like we have any there. buys right now um, in the yeah, starting lineups. Uh, um, like I said, I, I, I think Baker's uh, just uh, Johnson. It looks like Ryan Short's enough. And he's going to let it ride with uh, J.D. McKissick against Dallas and Adrian Peterson against the Jets. All right. Checking it out here right now. Yeah, Yahoo's not. I, I have Miles in my other uh, league in Yahoo, and Yahoo's not been a fan of his projections all year long. So. Yeah, I uh, I can under certainly understand his frustration, but. Uh, you know, and Jason Wynn and Eric Ebron both in the starting lineup is uh, pretty silly to me. I think if David Johnson's healthy, you, you have to roll with it, looking at the rest of this team here. Um, I even think uh, Miles Sanders, you know, is certainly someone you got to consider. Yeah, I think, I think we'll see early. Um, we have uh, – we'll see early in this matchup with – Carl having both starting or potential starting running backs on each side. For no, the I was going to say game. surprisingly low uh, with Chubb and like Connor. Said, in the another another situation where that that ferocious pass out there front in is going to get after it. Wentz certainly a fan of getting rid of the ball the quick. I think Miles Sanders ends up with the little red with catches out there. Uh, I think that's where he, he's, so he's been doing his damage most team. of the year anyway. I think he may be able to snag one. You know, have a solid game there. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I mean, geez, Stephon Diggs. Interesting thing I just realized about Diggs is uh, he's on bye next week. Minnesota has not had their bye yet. I was say he's got my guy Fournette. Uh, I mean, I don't like that matchup for Fournette. The Colts have been solid on defense, which is something you really haven't been able to say, but this year it's actually the truth. And then Diggs in Denver, or Diggs against Denver with Denver coming to town. Uh, no, not going to rule out a big play, but like I yeah, said, like we've, we've talked about that. Arizona has well. not been like consistent and not week. been the producer. You thought he would have been going in. Yeah. So, so yeah, well. No. Um, Minnesota, wow. I, I mean, I knew I had that coming with with uh, with uh, Mahomes because I know they're in Mexico. They got the next week off. Yeah, week twelve was the last week of buys. I didn't. I thought it was just the Chiefs and Chargers on buy. I didn't realize there were more teams. So I think so. Yeah, yeah that's, think that's probably maybe he's starting to do his scouting a little to see uh, who's going to be coming up, who's going to end up being that top pick for him. 
All right. Uh, so that 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 finishes yeah, off. I, I think here. I know. I know. I did week, a whole lot of bashing early on Carl's team. Why don't we take a look at the um, NFL overall but schedule? Ultimately, like the players uh, are the players. They're still going to put we up. We talked a little you know, bit about it already. The guys he got are, are, are they're like not you know complete duds. They're going to score some points. I think he gets the win here over another contender for game of the day. Definitely away a lot of assets. And I think it's settled in his role trying to go for that number one pick at this point. <laughs> oh, there, are, there, are, there are much worse games yeah. on the slate. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Ah, uh, calm down there, buddy. <laughs> it's 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 a game. It's actually, a game Pittsburgh that's Cleveland not the worst Thursday game. Night. It's a game. Pittsburgh's played a lot better, <laughs> and uh, Cleveland's oh, kind of I, turning I, things around. Maybe there are, bit, but that's so not that you know, potential. It's it's a game. <laughs> um, yeah, it's looking. You know, Carolina, Atlanta, divisional matchup. I'm not, I'm not sold on Atlanta keeping anything really rolling there. Uh, uh, if 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 Brissett comes up against the Jags, if he plays, I think that game is interesting actually. Um, and right. Yeah, I, I mean, I certainly yeah, I mean, don't think I, it's the worst I game. I think it's definitely season when they made that two very different teams. And, uh, One where Cleveland you know, is it's, it's, definitely on paper the more talented very, team. Very well for them. He's uh, like me, my words a little but bit. But they're way more poorly coached, and uh, it definitely hinders them. I think I, I Pittsburgh, while well, uh, not Mason spectacular, their at starting are solid. And now that they don't have a first-round pick, that's hard to I think it, to, it definitely makes for – it'll make for some contrasting styles, and I think it'll – Really come down to if Pittsburgh's defense, who has really been coming on, can force the turnovers that Cleveland has been prone to. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm right there with yeah, you. Agreed. I didn't agree with the trade. Um, really. Other than that, there's not too too much exciting on the on the uh, NFL docket. Should be some good games on the floor, but yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I mean, who knows? At this point, we're seeing with quarterbacks. You know, you know, some guys they fall off in their mid 30s. Some guys they're falling off later. Maybe Ben has got another season or two left in the tank. Um, I would assume Pittsburgh's banking on that because from what I've seen from Rudolph, it's, it, he's not the future. I, I, th I, I think one interesting game in the, in the throws of the – the Bucks-Cardinals game we saw last week where it was two lesser teams, but it was a pretty exciting game. I, I think New Orleans and Tampa is going to fall into that as well, where I'm not sure it's going to be the most clean game. Why we close but things out, we, we like to I, I think there's going to be some exciting. I think that's going to be one of those games where it's like 
if you're watching the Reds, and I was like, all right, we're going to Tampa where something is happening. It's crazy. It's 38 to 35, or, you know, someone's doing something wild. I think that's one of those games. Um, New England-Philly, I think, is going to be a slog. I'm not super excited about that. Um, And then Kansas City and Chargers. Uh, you know, yeah, anything can happen down down south of the border, I guess. So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a few. One, uh, I don't know who the defensive coordinator is for Penn State, but the fact that they couldn't figure out Minnesota's offense of slant bubble and go route is uh, beyond me. I was, it was, it was pretty clear to me in like the second quarter that the Minnesota runs three pass routes and could not be defensed. You know, it just the, just the juggernaut of a Minnesota offense that we all know for years and years, like give me a fucking break. (laughs) Um, Other than that, Clifford is sloppy. I, 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 I get it. It's a road start against a team that's you know not a train wreck, and uh, you know that that you know, was up for that it's game. It's interesting for sure. to see. It's but, been a weird uh, year for Penn State. You know, a lot to be desired, and I think it's a running theme. I think it's a running theme going forward here at Penn State, where frankly, you know, I think everyone kind of thought it was going to be a rebuilding year. Most people guys. When you look at his game schedule, how it lined up, stuff is just not breaking a new quarterback up to snuff. You look at the roster we've seen time and again here, and I think he's too good to you know move on because clearly it was Penn State. Obviously, get they're, they're very good, but um, you know this guy. Unless he's got like two stud coordinators, still, like they're gonna have these, Minnesota. These I still think the team is in for a awakening when they go to Columbus, and that. Yeah, and it's uh, you know you could say I guess you could say the same mm-hmm. thing. Ohio State really hasn't played too you know, but they've dominated everyone they've played. It's it, I think it was going to be the same. I don't know if they would have dominated us, but I don't think I don't know if we would have went in there and won. I'm sure I'll get lambasted by other. Oh yeah, no, I I agree with you right there wholeheartedly. I wasn't, no, this team was undefeated or whatever. And even if they beat Minnesota, it's not like I'm thinking they're going to roll into Ohio State and beat them. Uh, Ohio State's the best team in the conference. There's no question. Well, the NFL NFL executive said that uh, this in no way affects his draft stock at all. So uh, maybe, maybe I mean, for the Giants, I guess for the Giants' sake, you got to hope that they've, you know, they're picking high enough to get them. There's a lot of competition. I think ultimately Ohio State, and I think we'll see in a couple of weeks. I think their 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 defensive front is going to cause nightmares for Clifford. I think it's going to be forced a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's about the you know the one shining beacon. Although you know where the Giants are going, I sure would love to have them on my team on the Giants. Good lord. <laughs> Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. But th- to get back to my, you know, it was just a. Yeah. I, I can't take anything away from Minnesota. They got the job done. It wasn't like, it wasn't a fluke. 
Penn State yeah, was out saying, late on the road. And, uh, but it would have been, you know, even if they go in. There certainly is, but there's also, you know, several quarterbacks that maybe – you know, going ahead and uh, maybe, you know, or be considered the top prospect in the draft falls, maybe four or five. It's likely we end up probably somewhere like Alabama or, uh, you know, instead of taking the quarterback at six when they grab Josh Allen. I'm still mad. I'm not letting it go. They're seven and two. Yeah. There's certainly, yeah, definitely a competitive squad. You know, I think we see that a lot with the Big Ten, where you know, if you're that West division, and of course, you know, saying that Penn State just lost to Minnesota, but that West, you know, the divisions are slanted in a way where you know the big teams are in the East, and uh, you know, if if Indiana catches you know the right schedule, there's certainly a way where they you know, look better than the record, but, you know, ultimately you still win those games and, uh, you know, they're no, they're no doormat and in a slot where you're coming off a huge letdown loss and you got an Ohio state team next yeah, week. Well, I think Penn state you know, might come out sluggish. I think they ultimately get it done in the second well, half. I guess um, within the past couple but, uh, of hours, yeah, going two, forward, uh, I, I think currently the number Penn nine Minnesota slotted right ahead of us at um, eight. So and they're still not at that point. That, uh, still depends, behind I would say it depends on how they, they look but, against uh, Ohio State. If that's a competitive game or relatively competitive, let's say, I forget where you uh, let's say within like, like 10 points, in that large I think they still have a shot in that um, large berth. You know, maybe to like it, like an orange bowl or, or something along those lines, just because of how highly ranked right now. And if Minnesota, let's say Minnesota ends up, you know, 11 and one or whatever, 11 and two, um, you know, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I'll go on the record and hope that if Minnesota drops some games, I'd rather play in the Rose Bowl against a good Pac-12 team rather than be an at-large team and have to play, like, against yeah. Memphis or someone because – I'm not saying – Yeah. Yeah. Going to one of those CFP games – or not CFP. Uh, I, I think if they're right six, around that 10 spot, I think – you know, one thing the Penn State's like benefit is their alumni base. Well, yeah, you know, with those bowl games and those at-large bids, they're like, looking for numbers. They're looking for sales. You, and I think Penn State's got a leg up on some other teams there. And uh, they might get picked over some other, you know, teams that are in that range as well. Actually, I was going to say, there's, there's certainly a possibility where there's said they probably say, like Cincinnati probably drop down or Outback you know, or, or some, some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I ever made a true yeah. preseason prediction. We'll see. There's still some just some shaking through. out to do. Obviously, uh, we're still about Iowa, Michigan, you know, Michigan three, three, four games. weeks away. Um, like I said, it, it's all going to predicate on how Penn State looks against Ohio State. If they get you know walloped 
Uh, it'll be the Capital One Bowl, no doubt. Well, they almost gave Iowa close too. <laughs> But yeah, no. But I, you know what I mean. No, it's I like they've got a good. You know, they've got a good. They, they don't look good there. It's always like, going to be. Okay, I think any time you look at Penn State schedule, a team that can be even number years is going to be when they're going to make runs because that's when they get Ohio well, State at home. That's the first thing you got to look at on the schedule, and we actually have a we have a well, not that they're not, probably on the same level as Pitt, but we have Virginia Tech on the road next year too. No, and and uh, Iowa. Oh, I was going to say, no, Michigan State, Michigan State certainly not as good as we thought. Michigan has been inconsistent, and Penn State almost gave that game away, um, although they've been on a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'll be a good test, and I think even like I said, yeah. going back to your original point, I think next year was the big year. Um, the X receiver, you know, a lot of young talent Whoever on this team that will be back next really year. So way. certainly, and that's got to be you know, something. I mean, nothing to as he get too down much. on. Going back to when uh, this year, but in regards to the receiving core, can we find someone else? My God, besides Hamler and Chipmunk Cheeks Frymuth. I mean, can we talk about that guy's cheeks? The guy has the weirdest shaped head. It's, it's like he's literally got a hundred acorns in his mouth when he's when he like is like playing. It's it's ridiculous. But my bigger point is, does anyone else catch the football on that team besides those two guys? Because I feel like at any time the ball gets thrown to anyone else, it's dropped and it's. Well, for all mm-hmm. the talk of, you know, let's, we're going to go one and this week and we're going to do the little things right, he seems to skip that same advice to himself a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. He's just, you know he he shines he shines in your parents' living room, and then on the sidelines it's kind of you know a lot of loud cheering and fist pumping help. and a whole lot of uh, what are you actually doing? Yeah, and, and like I said, you know at this point, you know it's it's it's. It's nitpicking. Penn State is definitely a good team. Uh, yes, post you know post sanctions, there's they're they're way better than I could have ever imagined. And uh, you know certainly he's doing a good job. It's just you know there are there are some glaring things that uh, definitely need to be addressed. And, I hate, uh, yeah, can we get someone I to catch the fade, like fade route out by the goal line? You don't have to tell me about that. I've I'll, seen I'll, that. Oh, no, last thing. Now I just remember. Because now I'm mad again. They they were throwing down at the goal line, they, like the end of the game, and it may have been earlier in the game too. But they were throwing fade routes out of the slot, which I know is a new popular thing, and that's all well and good. But I, I don't care who's who you're throwing fade routes out of the slots. It can't be Hamler. He's like five seven. You can't throw fade routes. 
to someone who's five seven. Period. True. I don't care. All I know like, is like do any like anybody like Thank throw God a fade route to the tight end or do like run a slant or run like a slant like a slant out or like a sluggo or like anything anything else anything else. Why is Pamela running a fade? Like this just retarded. It's not even like, like if they're trying. Like I said, if they're trying to do it with a tight end, that's one thing. Like you know, oh, break, split the tight end out, and then he's gonna you know Most drift likely. over to the corner out of the slot. Okay, at least makes sense. Uh, actually, Hamler's like five Justin eight. King what are we doing? Like that, that can't be the route for the operations for the XFL. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, um, you know, not you know, Justin King, Justin King. What is he doing? What's what's Justin King up to right now? He's the DC defender. (laughs) All right. Well, that 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 about does it. My throat is Uh, getting dry. I'm sure he's not doing too much. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Zach. Probably coaching high school football somewhere. Perfect. Well, maybe we'll get you on right. before the season's over. Uh, when we have our, we got our big playoff push in a couple weeks. Oh, all right. Uh, the accept that, that Mister Man's right hand man. All right. 11. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, big time. Hey. Enjoy. You know, maybe we'll, maybe one day we'll meet up with him again. We'll have some pictures down the line. I'll have pictures. We'll talk about the XFL. Chop it up with D Will and what's up for coach. <laughs> Yeah. It was a uh, it was a pleasure. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I got you. I appreciate it. <laughs>